Husband's Cop Podcast, baby. We are back, man. It's your boy SO. Reese Balls, baby CEO. <laughs> and shout out to Lax and shout out to Spence, man. They couldn't be with us right now on the road, man. Much yeah. blessings. Yeah. And yeah. Grease, what's up with you, man? Oh, man, another week, man. Another week. Heard that. Heard that. Heard another, that. another week. But you know what? Uh, it it's been good. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, we had a, uh, a football game last night with my son, so we was... Uh, in the trenches last night, we came up short, but well, no fights this week, right? Nah, <laughs> okay, fights, cool. Man. But you know, it's a lot of it's a lot of life lessons that you can get out of sports, man. And um, last night, I know I was able to talk to my son and let him know that everything in life is earned, man. You got to earn everything in life because uh, sometimes I feel like um, when uh, how we move as parents, sometimes like we'll we'll give our children things yeah. without making them work for it. And, and that can be detrimental to the growth of them because at times, you know, mm-hmm. you expect things, you know, to be given to you. Like I, I show up and I and I, I should get something, and you know that ain't. That what do you mean by that? Like you just give them things and you think they don't have a appreciation for the things that they earn? Well, nah, it's more or less like the things that they want. They mm-hmm. got to go work for. Right. So if he wants to, for example, my son uh, wants to be a better quarterback, you got to go put the work in to do it. True. You know, you just can't wake up in the morning and say, hey, I'm going to be, you know, because I'm playing Madden, I'm doing this. Yeah, you're getting better on the video game, but in real life, reality, you're not getting better. You know. You should be bad in Madden, man. <laughs> man I've been playing, I ain't played Madden in 13 years. I played last week. Man, I've been getting broke off all man. week. Yeah, he been trying to get me on the game, man. man. I've been dodging it, bro. Hey. I've been dodging it. Man, I thought I was doing good, man. They've been whooping my ass, man. Yeah. But yeah, you're right though. Like if you want to have a position or something, you have to put in the physical work. It's just not yeah. gonna happen. I'm gonna wake up one day and be like, all right, I'm ready to do this. Yeah. You have to put in the effort. Yeah, because I mean, like you think about your upbringing with mm-hmm. uh, producing as well. Like to okay. say that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Like you had to work to become a dope producer, bro. Like yeah. wasn't nobody just. Oh, I'm so I got beats. Like somebody right. was gonna rap on your beats. Right. You had to continue you know, like work on it. Right. And and work on your craft each mm-hmm. day. I like I said, sometimes with us as parents, we'll go give uh kids extra shoes and different things like that and reward them from getting, you know, getting A's and B's and stuff like that. So mm-hmm. then like they expect to get rewarded for A's and B's, and then you have to kind of switch that narrative and be like, that's a reflection of you. If you're not doing well and performing well in school, right. That's you. That look bad on you. True. You look stupid. Mm-hmm. They ain't got nothing to you know, do with me buying you some shoes mm-hmm. or buying you the new Madden or whatever the case is. You know, and that's kind of what it is. It's like these kids expect something without like the hard work. Or if they do some hard work, they expect to be compensated instead of just being happy with doing some hard work and it being done. Mm-hmm. You know, they want like a, a physical reward at all times. So it's kind of trying to break down, you know, that, that uh, thing that, you know, for these kids to understand that everything you want in life, you got to go work for it. Mm-hmm. You know, just because you show up doesn't mean that that's, you know, that's the, you know, you're going to get an award for showing up. You know, you got to really go work for it. And if you want something bad enough, you got to go take it. They get out of it what they put in. Yeah. So. Do you think that uh, we hinder, well, I'm not no parent, so I don't even say, do you nah. think a lot of parents hinder their kids because they try to give them everything that they didn't have growing up? And that kind of spoils the kid to a certain degree? I could say yes and no. Mm-hmm. Uh, it can be because uh, I, me growing up, because me and my wife, I think we go through it because I don't feel like I there, was, there, there wasn't nothing I didn't get right while I was growing up. You yeah. know, I, I was the only boy, so I, yeah. any Jordans that came out, I got, mm-hmm. you know, my family went on a lot of trips and different things like that. And then growing up, uh, my, you know, my wife, uh, just some transparency, like, you know, she's, uh, she grew up, you know, all her sisters and stuff, but she started working when she was like 13. Yeah. You know, and that's crazy. Like, I'm sitting here like, I didn't start, I didn't have to work when I was 16. Right. I just worked because I wanted to buy my own clothes. I wanted to have my own because, yeah. like, I, I wanted to get out of, out of my mom's budget, mm-hmm. you know, and just go get my own. So, she grew up different, working, you know, budgeting, barely having to, when our kids get it, like, when... Uh, uh, our oldest, like Malaysia, when she when she was born, like it was it was that way. Any new drawer needed, mm-hmm. we we had got to that point where it was it just too too excessive. Yeah, because we had to step back and say, man, what are we doing? <laughs> because yeah. these kids don't have any any wants and stuff like that. There's certain, and I can say there's certain generational curses you should want to break. 
Yeah. You know, within the family. But then sometimes I think as parents, like we do overcompensate because that'd be the excuse that I hear a lot of people saying, well, Mm -hmm. I didn't have it when I was growing up. Mm -hmm. I want to get it. I want to get my child uh, the childhood I didn't have. Mm -hmm. I'm like, like, well, you had a childhood. (laughs) Yeah, I know you probably wanted it to be a certain way, but that's from a child's standpoint. Right. You know, the viewpoint, you know, because I'm pretty sure you probably want to do a lot as a child right yeah you know and your mom was like nah you know yeah. like, you gotta you gotta chill now you can understand as an adult like i can understand why mom said no mm-hmm. i you think know? sometimes you gotta pace yourself like you just can't give them everything all at once you have to put them in a position where they have to work and earn it because there's a bigger appreciation when they work and earn it as opposed to just giving it to them because the parents trying to compensate for what they didn't have growing up right and i think a lot of times when that kid gets things like that and then when they grow up I think you shows in the workplace right you see a lot of young adults they don't have their way they throw temper tantrum they don't have a lot of mental capacity to withstand like adversity you know when your manager tells you no your boss tell you to do this then you know you kind of see like it, it's showing now and I think right. a lot of those kids that grew up like that is making the workplace difficult because you have to be a certain way towards them and they can't handle you know stern talking tools or Right. You know, if there's an issue, you have to, like, address it to them in a certain way so they don't get their feelings hurt. Right. Now, it's crazy. And like you said, and, and it's mm-hmm. dope right now because your perspective on everything is, like, uh, it's crazy because, like, my daughter yesterday, she uh, had an incident. Well, I think it was Friday. Mm-hmm. She had an incident where she was, uh, you know, the, the boss, you know, allegedly called her in to work. Oh. Or they scheduled her to work. Yeah. And she had already worked it out with the other manager that she was off, mm-hmm. you know, and and they had already scheduled her. Mm-hmm. So when she hit her, like, hey, are you coming in? Like, the manager being real sarcastic, are you okay? You coming in at 12, mm-hmm. 15? She hit me, like, and they talking about discipline her. Yeah. So when she think of discipline, she's thinking of, like, something like getting reprimanded by her parents. Type. I'm like, yeah. nah, it'll just be like a write-up or something like that. But mm-hmm. I had to tell her, like, relax. Right. Before you trip out and, and, and cuss out and do all, like, be calm. Mm-hmm. Take your time mm-hmm. because our, I've been in this situation before where I know I've, I I know I've been right, yep. but I still went too far because that was management. Yeah. You know that's still management. Uh-huh. You can't. You know they everybody people, but respect the roles, right? Because that manager might you might need that manager in the future to prove some overtime, whatever the case is. Mm-hmm. But I had to walk her through that situation. Then I had to after we walked her through, she screenshot, sent it to the manager, showed it. Then the other manager called the other manager, got it cleared up, mm-hmm. and then hit her back like, "Hey, I'm sorry." You know, That's dope. Yeah, you know, like, yeah. "Hey, I'm sorry." Yeah. You know, it, it was the wrong person. You know, have a great day, love. And that's the manager talking to my daughter. And I said, "See, mm-hmm. just because if you go off the deep end, the first the first time they're gonna be like, like you said, yeah. I, I can't approach her yep. this way." Mm-hmm. You know, and and that's the and, not, and like you said, that's kind of the thing. Like, I don't know. You you see those situations like the sassy trucker and all these different things, man. And mm-hmm. like, I don't want that type of stigma put on my daughter. Right. You know, because if she has an opinion or, or she's, you know, she's educated or she's mm-hmm. financially independent, like people want to put a label on her, you know, mm-hmm. and I keep telling my daughter, like, that's not it. Right. Cause hearing how you're talking, because like you said, you, you don't have any kids yet right. and just seeing you, but like you said, you come from a single you know, yeah. single, you know, family, mm-hmm. you know, just you. Mm-hmm. And then just seeing where you're at, you mm-hmm. know, as a, as a, as a man, you know, in your forties, it mm-hmm. still gives, still gives me like, okay, well that is right. You know, what you just said is right yeah. because we gotta, we gotta teach them that as well. Mm-hmm. Because if we don't, then they're going out into the workplace polluted. And, 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 and the moment you say something wrong, you know, they just go all off of the deep end. Where do you, where do you think that started at though? I think it's somewhere, I think the millennial, this is my theory, the <laughs> show is just me. I think somewhere in the millennial, in our millennial uh, generation, I think we just so used to getting everything our way, get taught yes and get everything that we want. The mm-hmm. moment that we're told no, there's a certain level of resistance that's built up. And then we don't know how to take those no's and those rejections. So when we don't have things going our way, when somebody tells us like the opposite of what we want, I think a lot of people get in their feelings about it. And then they start acting off of emotions. And, you know, once you start acting off of emotions, nine times out of ten, it's never a good thing. Yeah, yeah. So everybody becomes more emotionally affected by it and just get offended easily. Right. You know. Child, so you think a lot of this is just childhood trauma. I think it's, 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 what, it's what we like to, like, is what society likes to call it. 
I think it's a little bit of childhood drama and just people people upbringings. Like I just had my grandparents. Like I said, I was blessed to live with my grandparents, so a lot of you know they were born in the twenties, so nineteen twenties. So living with them, I have been taught like to have like a little bit more tough skin because old people gonna tell you to you like it is. All right. So then when I moved with my mom out here, she kind of gave me everything I wanted. So I seen the duality of both sides. So it was okay. a little bit less structured with my mom was. But it was super structural with my parents, with my grandparents. Okay. So I think because of that, I have like an equal balance on everything. But had I stayed out here with my mom and got everything I wanted, I probably would have been one of those little sport kids that everything has to go my way. If it don't go my way, then I'm not doing it, not being a team player and all that shit. Yeah. And that's crazy. Mm-hmm. Because I know um, that, and I guess that's what they say is those uh, old school values. You yeah. Know? And, and that's kind of... Um, old school principles uh that we lost today because i think i think we we losing a lot of them today because uh we be having a lot of these conversations like our generation still want to turn up yeah like they still want to do the brunches and it ain't nothing wrong with taking care of business and brunching but it's like social media it it, it makes everybody that wanted to be a star Mm -hmm. or something like that it gives them that that direct access. We see it. Yeah, to we be, see, people who grew up with they kind of change. You know, with social media, kind of throws a different perception of who they are. But you know, you see it. You just gotta. I chalk up social media like the cafeteria in high school. You mm-hmm. go to cafeteria, you got your, the people that shoot dice over here. You got the athletes over here. You got the people with the roasting session over here. You got the cool kids over here. It's just a conglomerate of everything. So I just always looked at social media like it's just the school cafeteria, what you want to see and what you want to do. But when I leave the cafeteria, I still got to bust these books in these class. I still got real life to deal with. But I think a lot of people take the social media as real life and and don't realize that that's just on the phone. Yeah. I'd be damned if anything with a power button going to dictate how I live my life. I could power this shit off and just be cool. Yeah. But it's it's hard, though. Because, you know, I, I... when I was going through, and I'm still doing self-development, yeah. you know, because it, it's, it's funny every Sunday when you get that screen time thing, you be mm-hmm. like, oh, it went up. Like, yeah. What, I, what was I doing Man. this week? Yep. And you, and you kind of kind of like rewind back and say, oh, yeah, this popped up, this popped up. But, mm-hmm. man, um, social media can be, uh, you know, very distracting in life, man, because I know, and I'm at that point now where I'm, I'm getting to that point where to do one of those, like, 21-day, like, no social media. Yeah, no social media yeah. joints. Just to get down to business, bro. And get mm-hmm. focused, man, and get, you know, back discipline on what the goals are and, and, and reaching those, you know, because uh, at the end of the day, I think that's kind of what keeps, you know, keeps me going every day is getting mm-hmm. up and just saying, like, all right, man, what's what's my goals for today? And now I'm trying to get <clears throat> a little bit better to plan it the night before. Yeah. You know, hey, I'm going to do 10 cold calls, you know, as mm-hmm. far as uh, my real estate clients, I'm going to do this i gotta get this done and just check them off right and then that way i feel accomplished because you know by doing that because i like i said um a couple weeks well about a couple months ago you know Mm -hmm. like i said because with the real estate it's like up and down yeah you know so uh a couple months ago it was it was like it was on fire i'm I'm talking to Mm -hmm. like six to seven uh clients working all you know on buying yeah and then um we out in the market we're Mm -hmm. all out shopping we're all putting in offers, all the offers are getting outbid, mm-hmm. declined. Now all of those are turning over to rental properties. So for me, it went from, you know, potential couple thousand to mm-hmm. a couple hundred, mm-hmm. you know, so it's kind of like that. I had hit that wall like, damn, man, I've been grinding for this, yeah. you know, and then so I, I stopped doing it for like two weeks, bro. I was like, mm-hmm. man, I'm cool, bro. Mm-hmm. Like I was been doing all of this for this particular bad, you know, payday. Yeah. But then it just, you know, the the lesson was like you just got to keep going, bro. Gotta have perseverance. Yeah, you got to yeah. keep going, mm-hmm. bro. Because uh, I got back on it this week. Uh, start making my calls again, texting people, doing that. Now, you know, three or four clients just hit me back like, hey, you know, I'm ready. But and that's how it is. That's what I'm learning mm-hmm. because it's just like you, you know, you have expectations. Like yep. we've been saying, like I've yep. been, we've been on, we've been big on this word of expectations. And then like when it doesn't go your way, how do you handle? How it? do you handle mm-hmm. it? And at that particular time, I was just like, man. Fuck it, bro. I, I gotta, I gotta take a step back because it's yeah. some bullshit. Yeah, <laughs> it's some bull. I, I've been putting all this work in, mm-hmm. and I didn't get the result I was looking for. Mm-hmm. But then again, that's why I said sometimes you gotta just take that step back and then say, okay, let me, let me get back on it. So you know, another thing that had uh, actually motivated me to uh, this past week was a uh, Jeezy book. Yeah. Oh, you bought it? it? Yeah, I got it on Audible, man. Oh so, man. Yeah. So man, great, great. 
great insight, bro. Is it? Great. Once he said the statute of limitations of it, he wanna talk about some shit. I was yeah, like, I'm so uh, it's great, great book, man. Very motivational because uh it gives you the it gives you an insight because he really didn't want to be a rapper, bro. So I it, it, it yeah. makes so now like it makes sense like when I see him with his wife. Yeah. He he was uh his pops was stationed over there in like Japan, in, yeah, uh-huh. Japan or something like that, or Asia. Forgive me, I don't yeah. you, know, you know, forgive me, I don't yeah. want to say the wrong thing. Yeah. Offend nobody. But uh he was over there stationed mm-hmm. over there for uh I guess a couple couple years or something like that. Mm-hmm. So he was in, in that culture. So to see him with his wife, like, okay, that makes sense. Because, You're a military kid. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you was around that then hearing how his mom was and did, so if you're around, because that's kind of how it is, man. Cause I, I kinda we talk about this all the time with yeah. uh with marriage. You know, mm-hmm. when you when you you get married, you find a lot of the qualities and characteristics of your mom. Mm-hmm. You know, and that's what you find in your wife. And that's what well for me, I don't mm-hmm. want to speak for you. No, no, but that, you. that was yeah. that was me. Yeah. Like with my wife, I found a lot of qualities and characteristics in my that my mom had displayed that mm-hmm. I fell in love with as a child mm-hmm. that I seen my wife do. Cause she was just it was like that nurturing and caring side that she was doing for me that I that, you know, kind of, you know, was like okay, that's my mom. That that shows me like the mom in her. Yeah, you know. But just seeing that, I was just like, damn man. But Jeezy book is it's a good book, bro. Is it, you it's know, Jeezy good... the only rapper that made me really think about selling dope. <laughs> <laughs> I know that music influenced me, but Jeezy was really had me thinking like I could do this. Yeah, my cousin had uh, hit me up last week about this. You know about the five love languages? No. There's five different love languages. I'm trying to find them all. Like there's. Uh, words of affirmation, acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Okay. So, what would you say that is your love language? Uh, I'm the physical touch guy. Now, if you're the physical touch person, he has said this. He said a lot of times when we dating somebody, the love language that we receive from that person is probably something that we lack from our parents growing up. Mm. Cause I was like, mine is acts of service and quality time. Mm. So then I thought about it. I was like, man, that's a good point because I ain't really get a lot of quality time with certain parents. So he was saying True. that a lot of times when we're seeking who we're dating, that, that love language that we're getting from that person is something that we lack growing up from our parents. Mm-hmm. Man, I got to ask, uh, I got to ask my wife mm-hmm. like what her love language is because, uh, I don't, you know, for me, my physical, uh, um, I don't know, man. I guess, uh, I guess it is true because I didn't see my dad, uh, growing up, you know, really physically kissing and, and do that with my mom a lot. I'm gonna say Fannie Mae, you know, her. No, no, she yeah, did, yeah, she yeah, did. Yeah. But then, like I said, uh, you know, and and, and one thing too was uh, my dad worked in Tonopah for you remember for a long, you know, for mm-hmm. a long time. He was mm-hmm. going four days a week. Mm-hmm. So it, I, I, it does make sense, bro. That that physical, yep. you know, because it. it I, I did miss that, you yeah. know, just actually sitting here being honest with myself mm-hmm. because I always talk to my mom about that. And I tell my dad too, man, like, you know, when you were gone, like there was a lot of learning that I missed out on mm-hmm. because you learn love from watching other people love. Like I, you know, yep. and, and and that's crazy that he he said that. What was the, uh, so what was the five again? It was uh the five love languages was words of affirmation, Acts of service, receiving gifts, quality time, and physical touch. Okay, man, that's deep. That's deep. You know what's so crazy? Uh, this week I had watched uh, what's the name of this movie? It's like a Christian movie by the name of uh, man, Fireproof. I think is the name of it. Mm-hmm. And it was just crazy. They had uh this thing about uh like uh forty. It's like a it's like a forty days of love type of thing. I'm gonna have to send it to you. It was okay. crazy. I had like a forty days like a calendar. Where they did uh every day you're doing something positive towards like your wife, you know, and just like it, whether it's like you said, just doing something, yeah. um, a random act of kindness, like mm-hmm. you know, whether whatever whatever it is, like something that she normally does, or mm-hmm. you know, just go out your way to tell her you love her, and it was just like crazy because those are like when you read those type of books, yeah. it exposes you to you know, new type of, a new way to love your wife, you yeah. know, and, and sometimes I feel like we be so stubborn mm-hmm. and our ego, like we don't want to learn, like you said, learn, learn another love language. Yep. 
because mine is physical. Mm -hmm. So, you know, I get frustrated with my wife when I, you know, we can't, we can't be physical right. as far as just kissing. However, I want to be physical with her. You yeah. see what I'm saying? Like, mm -hmm. I get frustrated sometimes. But then I get her love language is more, I think, positive affirmations, you know, mm -hmm. because the words, you know, because I see where her. Did she get that growing up? No. You see what I'm saying? That's dope. <laughs> no, yeah. No, that's why I think that's why I said for me, I think it's positive affirmation uh -huh. because I know she speaks, she try to speak a lot of positivity mm -hmm. into our kids. But then sometimes I know she's frustrated because she don't know how to communicate it because it hasn't been given to her like that. Mm -hmm. You see what I'm saying? So now like you figure it out. And that and that's what's so crazy is seeing it because now it's like, okay, I gotta be more positive. Mm -hmm. I got to be more positive and pour more water, like positivity into her cup so she mm -hmm. can get, you know, like you said, what yeah. she was missing out of. And then in return, she'll give me the physical touch, you know, that I, you know, that I'm, that I'm, that I want to have, you know, exchange. Yeah. But, uh, but now, like I said, but that's the positive affirmation part of it, you know, mm -hmm. and that's great, man, because, uh, I think, uh, I think that that's big, man. If you learn, cause in, in my mom said this this morning, we were just talking, she was just like, you got to learn how to love. Your significant other every day. Yeah. Every day. Mm -hmm. You can't, you can't, you know, you can build off of the deposits and currency you have, but yeah. sometimes there there will be withdrawals out of that joint. Mm -hmm. And 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 that's the, you know, I'm looking at like, can you keep making those deposits, you know, mm -hmm. daily to try to overcompensate so when something big happens, mm -hmm. you know, a big withdrawal happens, you're like, all right, we still good, we still covered. Yep. You know. And, and and that goes to uh and, that, and it was crazy. I, I on the way here, I was I was thinking of uh, additional topics, mm -hmm. and I was just scrolling, and I'm just going through um, and because we were talking about uh you know what allegedly happened with Steve Harvey yeah, that's and his wife. Yeah, that right was yeah, there. that was big. Cause, like cause, uh, and then even with uh earlier this week on your post, I, I was gonna say something on your post. Which post? No, I'm posting random shit. Yeah, yeah, but no, but I, I was gonna say something, but I was like, I'd rather, I'd rather wait till we get here. The okay. Holly Berry joint, because you, you. That, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It, was real, it was real crazy mm -hmm. because I was just like, and I, I, I just kept every comment I read was about money. It's all about money, mm -hmm. and I was just, that, and that's what I wanted to ask you. Like, what's, your, what's your view on that? You like because, like you said, not having no kids. Yeah. You know, not having a kid and then going to say you, you I got a lot of I got a lot of disposable income more than the average person cuz I don't have kids. But I think people complaints. Somebody told me years ago and it made sense. It was like us as a people, our problems is mostly money related. Mm -hmm. If you remove money and giving things, what is the person's problem? A lot of times out of 10, it eliminates half the problems that we have. Right. But it's all go back to money. So when Holly getting paying child support I'm like, cool, it makes sense. She the breadwinner. She yeah. made the most money. He had the kids while she pursued her dreams and her passion. Right. I didn't see no problem with it. But you saw in the comment section all the women like, he ain't no real man because he gotta pay child support and why should he do this? Like, why is it boils down to money? So now the roles is reversed, now it's an issue. But if it's equal opportunity, and everybody won't fair equal opportunity, you gotta let this this you go some go slip through the cracks. Right. I didn't see no problem with Mary J. Pinch uh, spousal support to a certain degree, yeah. probably not as much, but he did manage her, yeah. and he that, had yeah. to put a lot of things that he had to do on hold for her. Granted, he was probably the sleeves ball cheating or whatever, but right. it's part of the game. It's a yeah. gamble. I mean, because I'm looking at a, uh, and you just said, uh, man, a couple had popped in my head. They had just went away. Because when you said, man, it got slipped through the cracks. Uh, man, what's the name of that couple? Holly Berry. Oh no! Oh no! It's I don't know if this meme is true. Yeah, but uh, the Janet Jackson and her husband, because yep. I've seen all the comments on that yep. one, and I've seen like people a win for Janet because she married a billionaire, and yeah. the prenup says she had to get a kid, and and it's like it, it's crazy. Like, what's the difference? It's crazy. Mm -hmm. I, but I'm just saying, like when she did it, now everybody like, oh, it, but like when the shoes on the other foot, mm -hmm. like because when I seen Steve Harvey, I was just like, man, that's crazy. Steve. Just to hear about it. I hope it ain't true. I hope, it ain't true. I hope and pray it ain't true. Because, I mean, the principles that he stand on, it, it, it's crazy if your wife do that with the principles that you that you standing on. Man, that, you can't win. Yeah, it's just like, damn, man. Because yeah. that's, to me, that's heartbreaking, bro. Like, it, I mean, I, I I get it. Like, mm -hmm. you know, just to see it. Because you, you, 
I don't know because remember we were just last week we just was talking about yep. couples who got it right. <laughs> yo, you know. But then again, it's just like man, it started making you question everything mm -hmm. when you walk into because now is you really looking at it like like I said. I think that's why I was telling like uh, a couple weeks ago. I said it's levels to this marriage stuff mm -hmm. because we ain't all on the same level. That's true. We all on a level of falling in love, right. and we 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 get. We get married for what we think marriage is, you know, like the the idea of marriage. Mm -hmm. The millionaires and billionaires, it's a business. I think it's business with us too in our tax bracket, but I think we don't look but at we it. We don't as business look at it as business. We look at it as after the whole we love see and feeling. It, after we see, I think it becomes business. Either when y'all start getting y'all stuff together and you in the light click on, or stuff start going wrong. Because then you start trying to divide the assets. Because now you start understanding, well, this is mine. I'm going yeah. to work for my check. And that was uh, some of the things I was looking at, too. So they were saying uh, mm -hmm. some of the five, you know, highest, uh, like, well, five top reasons for divorce, infidelity and cheating. Money. Financial issues. Finance. All right. That's two. So then give me uh, what you think. I would uh, think finance is number one. Infidelity, I would think, would be number three. Mm -hmm. maybe like disability or something like somebody might get sick and then mm -hmm. that leads to other things okay. okay uh just growing out of love just like people grow into love i think people can grow out of love and i don't know what that fifth one might be right. why well, don't just name, name yeah. the fifth one you think just any anyone uh that goes under infidelity i would say just lack of ambition or something to that degree like yeah somebody probably had no goals and just Get stuck in a rut, right? Just, so now, see now, when you were seeing giving off your five, yeah, you had put some more on my list. That I never like, I never even thought of, uh -huh. like, like you said. So, number five is, you know, irreconcilable differences. See, that's a broad statement, yeah, because anybody is, can get divorced under that. Yeah, you know, so yeah. like you said, growing apart over time, like you guys said, just mm -hmm. you know, hey, we just grew apart. Number four, constant arguing, mm -hmm. you know, and that could be disputes. You know, just anything, you mm -hmm. know, we just, we always disagreeing. Number three, lack of communication. Yeah. So, and they all tie in. You see how they all yeah. tie into each other? Yep. They all tie into each other. Number two is financial issues. Number two is financial? And number two is financial see, issues. Number one would be financial. So number two would be financial issues. Number one is infidelity and cheating. And there's <laughs> levels to, I think it's levels to both of that. I think the financial issues is... The, the spending. Some people got a. Some people have an addiction to spending. What I always say. Yeah. You got an addiction to spending money. You just right. addicted to spending money. So if people ain't on the same accord and looking at it as a business, that's bad business. Right. That's why I kind of don't like the notion of partner. I marry my partner. Don't, words matter. Like if that's your wife, that's your wife. If that's right. your husband, that's your husband. Say that. I have business partners. I don't have business wives. Right. You know what I'm saying. So it's kind of like. Slowly but surely, we kind of break down the importance of marriage and family. We keep saying we're partners, we're partners, we're partners. No, that's my wife. Right. I'm her husband. Keep right. it like that. And that's why I think, and I'm happy mm -hmm. you said it like that because mm -hmm. uh, I ran into uh, Marshawn, you know, yesterday. Shout yeah. out to Marshawn uh, Taylor. You yeah, know, yeah, Shout out to my brother. Not to say your whole government. Right, but, I was you know, like that, huh? Yeah, I got I to gotta make sure they know which one I'm talking about. Okay. Um, I ran into him. We had a, a conversation. Um. I said, like I said, I know we had this conversation uh, a couple uh, episodes ago about uh, accounts, like mm -hmm. bank accounts. You said you have yours separate, mm -hmm. and then me and my wife had ours joint. Mm -hmm. So I just gave him my opinion on where I was at and what me and my wife do. And, yeah. uh, you know, shout out to my brother Wes. He was right there by me. Yeah. And, you know, he was like, well, you know, I got me and a wife, you know, same, you know, similar, gave, yeah. his, gave his opinion of what him and his wife did. Mm -hmm. And um, and I was just looking at that, man, and we were talking about it, and, um. Uh, it's just, you know, giving him that insight, man, because uh you gotta you gotta I think we gotta get to that point where you gotta invest within the marriage in her. Like mm -hmm. you said. So with it with your wife, you know, like I remember you saying, like y'all been talking about building her her own uh nail yeah, salon, yeah. all uh -huh. you know, yeah, actually yeah. yeah, you know, doing her own thing. Mm -hmm. And it's the same thing with my wife, because it's like, you know, I gotta make sure you good, regardless of the fact. Mm -hmm. Because you're right here beside me right now. Yep. Like you said, you're my wife at this particular moment, and mm -hmm. I gotta make sure you're good. Cause then me and my wife got kids. Right. So like I and that's why I told him I said sometimes it gets deeper than just the layer of it. Mm -hmm. Because whatever me and my wife build right now, mm -hmm. we gotta she gotta if, if if I, you know, die before her, she gotta be able to maintain that. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? My kids, you know, they gotta be educated enough to say, okay, let's expand off of what dad 
at Created. Right. You know, and it's the same thing with my wife. So mm -hmm. I just want her legacy to be more than um more than uh what just, you know, kids. Mm -hmm. You know, no, we got we got um different stuff that we actually living for and trying to and trying to do. Yeah. You know, so um but you know, you just never know how how it goes, man, cuz I was just looking at that too cuz uh looking at these experiences that some of these people have uh like you're saying seeing that financial issues is number 2. Yeah. But then seeing that my well, parents got divorced. Oh. It was money. Okay. Uh, oh man, my mom, my dad was working full-time, part-time and hustling on the side. It was never enough. And this is back in the 80s. Mortgage okay. was like under $400. You got a house as a VA, all that. She all, she was doing real estate. Okay. So some months she'll sell a house. She'll go in that drop where she don't sell nothing. So when right. she don't sell nothing, he had to cover the expenses. She like, well, I need this, 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 this. He like, well, I'm shelling out money. I'm doing everything where your money at. So there was just a disagreement with money. Right. Then she transitioned and said he ain't had no goals and ambitions. He ain't want nothing. He looking at it like, well, I'm busting my back, working two jobs, stealing on the side and hustling <laughs> part-time, and that ain't enough. What more do you want? You need to find you a rich man. She right. was like, maybe I did. Boom, she bumped out, moved out here where my aunt was stationed at Nellis, moved out here with my aunt, and that's how she wound up here. Okay. Then he divorced her, won custody over me and all that. So it was really money. Right. And then what she said about him, over time, I started seeing her point of view, and over time, I started seeing his point of view. Because yeah. when I was living out here and my mom was going through it, it was the same thing. I need this, 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 this. But she couldn't, she was a loan officer then, wasn't doing no loans. And she didn't have the money for her rent. She had to come to me, so I had to pay my rent and her rent. Right. So then, you know, one every other month I'm doing that. It's stretching me out. I can't get ahead because it's a financial thing. But it's right. always that gimme, 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 gimme. Then when she get her money, she playing catch up. Right. So I could see how even with that dynamic in the marriage, it could go that way. I one of the things I've seen older people do it, where the the man would give his wife the entire paycheck. Mm -hmm. And I was thinking that's crazy. Like, ain't no way I could see myself doing that. But I think the science to that is if the husband give a wife his whole paycheck, she now knows what's in the house mm -hmm. so she can allocate how much she's asking for. Because if you keep her in the dark, well, I need this, this, and this. If he says he don't have it, she's going to try to figure out why he don't have it. But I think it's the comfort level of she sees, oh, this is the money that we have to work with. I think that gives her like a level of peace and understanding on right. with okay, we can do this or we can't do this because I see this. Yeah. Because, man. you know, we grow up and I can give her my old check. What I look like, I don't simp nigga like that, you know, but I think it makes sense for her, for her level of peace and that understanding. I think that's an old school value, I think, over time. Right. You gotta have a hell of a level of trust with who you with to do that. But I think it works out. Right. Because my grandparents didn't have a lot of money and they raised four kids until the day we all don't know how they made it. Right. That's crazy. Yeah. That's crazy. Because I was, uh, like I said, because I know just, because uh, I know as we go deeper, pause into these uh, <laughs> yeah. conversations and uh -huh. stuff like that, I know we, uh, we're we building behind the scenes to get these topics together to mm -hmm. do more, uh, more talking and educating yeah. with other husbands out there and stuff. So, and that was one of the things that I was looking at too. So I know. Um, you said Marshawn asked you something. Yeah, about uh, it was just about mm -hmm. combining uh, you know, income. I because I asked him how marriage was, you know, because you yeah, know he just, just, got, he married, just yeah, got married, yeah, yeah. honey, and he was like, you know, it's the honeymoon stage, you know, and and that's yeah. why I say, hey man, you know, once you get past that, man, but I say, hey, you got to start working on investing and building with your wife, because mm -hmm. I say, hey, that's your wife, mm -hmm. and, you know, you have to get to that point where, you know, we get out of this, you know, it, I, if you're going to be the head of the household, you're going to do X, Y, and Z, let's mm -hmm. start moving as such. Mm -hmm. And you got to put your woman in that in that position to where she's living out her purpose. Right. You know, and she's financially free that that where there's no real dependence on you. Right. Because you know, that's what life insurance is for, all these different things. But allow her to bring her share to the table. Mm -hmm. You know, so, uh, but we was talking, and that's what I was looking at, some of the uh, pros and cons of combining. Mm -hmm. Income, uh, combining joint, uh, like having one joint account and then having separate. So, like you and your wife have separate accounts. So, what what do you think? What do you think the number one would be for the pros? For uh, well, just give me three. The, the pros for what having a joint bank account. Well, we, we're pros of having separate. Separate. So give me your top five reasons for having a separate bank account. I would think because whatever you make is what you make. So whatever you make is what you spend. 
Right. Whatever I make is what I make. Whatever I spend, I spend. Now, if you're in a situation where you, you ain't cutting it, you ain't having enough money for something, then you could come to me and then I can give you that. Okay. You know, me, my, <laughs> my OG told me, man, never let them know how much you really have because if you got 10,000, they're going to find, they're going to find, they need 9,000 of the 10. So right. if you got right. 10, say you got six. Right. And then they're going to try to get the whole six, not knowing <laughs> you got another four tucked away. Like, <laughs> he said, never let them know the whole amount of what you holding on, because they'll find some way to spend. They can find a thousand ways to spend your money. Okay, so you say, uh, so you say your money's your money. Yeah. Okay, so what's what's the what's number two? As far as having separate accounts, yeah. Uh, like the pros. The pros of having separate accounts is that mm-hmm. that's one. The second will be, shit, just just a little bit of independence. I mean, okay, I, I give you that one. So that's two. Uh, that's two. The three. Probably the tax benefits, so to speak. If you got, if I got direct deposit, uh, I don't know. I can't think of five. Besides, <laughs> after those first two, I mean, what else do I need? All right. So uh, some people bad with money. So, all right, so uh, I'm the one that's worse with money. So out of our family, she way better with money than me. So so I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna give you. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give you that one. Pause. Okay. As a at number four, because that's actually that's on, that's, yeah. that's on here. So all right, I'm gonna just I'm gonna run off the five. Mm-hmm. Uh, financial independence, like you said, like you know. So uh-huh. hey, I make what I make. Yep. My money's my money. Uh, different spending habits is number two. Right. Like you said, hey, my I, we had you know have money. Yeah, because they said if one partner is a spender and the other is a saver, mm-hmm. split accounts can help keep the peace. Yep. Allowing different money management. Keep styles. the peace. So now, uh, and then uh, another one in pro it said it removes some conflicts, not all of them. It, some conflicts. It does. It said financial disagreements are a significant source of marital discord. Mm-hmm. So, like you said, uh, that part, mm-hmm. uh, protection from financial vulnerability. So that was uh, number four. Yeah. So if I know uh, it's there, then yeah. I'm fine reason. You know what I mean? I yeah. throw all that shit on the blackjack table. And but, not, never, not, yeah. but not only that, it's just you having an understanding to keep the money saved to where they Correct. can't, you know, like they said, because mm-hmm. they said... Uh, in case of a relationship breakdown, having separate bank accounts can provide a certain degree of financial security yeah. and make it easier to separate assets. That's what they said. So now number five, easier uh, tracking of expenses. So like you said, I know my spending. Yeah. I know I, I got this over here and buy my Jordans on, mm-hmm. on, on this credit card. Yeah. Like, it's easy to track yeah. your spending. So what do you think some of the cons are? I think the cons is the level of trust, the, the level of unknowing. You don't know what the other person have, and okay. you start your mind get the wondering. Well, I got to pay this and pay this every time you go out. I'm paying for this. What you holding on on your end? You don't know that, right? So I think that could create an issue. Outside of that, I don't even see the cons. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so five cons. Right, uh-huh. so number five is a uh, lack of immediate access. So, like you said, in the event that say you out of something town, happened, yeah. yeah, something happened, you okay. can't, you know, sh- you got to transfer it to her or. Yeah. Whatever the case it's is, it's not immediate. You know, like, yeah, it ain't. It ain't just like she can just go get it, and it's and it's right there. Okay. Uh, it compli- it it can complicate shared expenses. So paying shared bills or shared expenses can be complicated and require more planning and communication. If you're if you're bringing in more money, mm-hmm. like you said, so mm-hmm. I don't know how y'all break y'all bills down. Yeah. But to say you bringing in a line share of the money, but you having her go half on the rent and you know she only making X amount of dollars. Right. It's like the Gabrielle Union situation. Yeah. <laughs> that That's what it kind of, because everything's separate. Mm-hmm. And, it, and what is she saying? What was she essentially saying on TV? She was saying she didn't feel right having him paying everything because I think that gives her a, a, a sense of control. I think, I think she, if she let him pay everything and she didn't pay nothing, she feel like he controls her. Because will, it boils back to money. What, what I heard is I got to maintain this in a household that we got together. You already made $500, $600 million. Right. I haven't made that in my career. Right. We had two different, you know, financial. You should be taking care of everything and doing this, that, and the third. Plus my house. Not, not that's what she's saying. Like, yeah. take care of my household, too. But, but see, she said two conflicting things at two different times. Because remember, she said the first dude she had, they broke up because she was paying for everything. She right. didn't respect him because he wasn't paying the bills. Mm. So now she got a dude that can pay all the bills. She don't want him to pay the bills because she don't want to give up that leverage and that or control. Or do you think she want him to pay all the bills because he can't? I think she don't want him to pay up all the bills. I think she do. I think she want, I think she wants to help. Cause you just don't go out there and, and say like you know, cause she she envy she don't 
movie money and athlete money is totally different. And I think they had a point too, and I don't want to count people's pockets. Babe, don't worry about it. I got all the bills. Whatever you make, that's what you make. You do that. Don't worry about these. I got us all covered. Whatever money you make, that's your money. I don't want none of it. She's like, nah, I need to pay something because I don't want you to have that control and that leverage over me. I don't, I don't, I don't look at it. I looked I, at I, it like that. Okay. Well, because, you yeah. know, for me, I looked at it more or less like she was saying, like, hey, I need some help because these movies are far in between. Right. You know, hey, you know, so, uh, so that was what, uh, you know, complicated shared expenses, mm-hmm. uh, less financial transparency. So uh, separate finances can lead to less transparency, can potentially hide financial problems. You know, because like That's you said, if, she, yeah. if, if, if you never know, yeah. if, if they always walking around like it's cool, but you just never know. Never know, you know yeah. it, just, it can be like, yo, what are you? But every couple of times, every couple of months, you got to ask them questions like, yo, this is this, or this cost this, or this credit card bill is this. Like, what you what you holding on or what I'm holding on? Right. And I to talk about my finances but we use a lot of credit cards but i stack cash i stack cash i stack cash so worst case scenario i could dump all the cash and wipe all the credit cards clean right so it's all about having liquidity i just got more access to cash and i just use the credit card more to get the points up to get the balance up and to get my credit score up right so i lean on that but you know i'm still a hood nigga so my shit get high too much i get nervous a little bit right not knowing that i got the cash i can wipe it out make it zero but i've got to play the leverage game it's all leverage and credit right that makes sense you know, but uh, I mean, when you talk about uh, when you talk about um, your uh, your finances and stuff, I mean, that's uh, that's something that people got to learn how to do because I think we come from a, a us as a, a society of uh, blacks, and I don't want to speak for yeah. it. I'm, I'm a black man, so yeah. I just got to speak from where my uh, my eyes are. So uh, I got PTSD of being broke. Yeah, yeah. And, but you know, we a lot of our habits uh, come from um, like just. Not knowing what to do, we Definitely. we get cash. Mm-hmm. We, were, we were always sold. Cash is king. Cash is king. Cash is king. That's drilling our head. That's drilling our DNA. Yeah, cash is king. And you as know? you learn, people leverage credit. That's true. How the rich do. They stay rich. They true. leverage credit, and then they keep their cash. True. And that's what I've been learning, yeah. and that's what I've been trying to you know educate mm-hmm. a lot of these people too when they go into buying houses, because it's, like I said, it's not about a commission check to me. Because mm-hmm. if you're going into this, understand that this is an investment. Mm-hmm. And you got 30 years to pay this off, but in that 30 years, understand that there's a commitment of mm-hmm. a certain, um, you know, that interest rate, you know, that, you, mm-hmm. that you're paying, you know, you got to pay That interest it. rate is a motherfucker. Man, We've been looking you know, at the wrong numbers. We're supposed to look at the percentage on right, the interest rate. And that's the part. But yep. then if you, if you say, if you have a plan and you be aggressive with how you approach it, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying? It's saying, all right, let me get a 15 year instead of a 30. Yeah, it might cost me an extra $300 a month, but then that's when that sacrifice comes in on the back end. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, well... Maybe I won't go out to this club and sp- because now there's a there's three hundred dollars somewhere you can sacrifice or credit card that mm-hmm. I can go get to help ex- you know with that expense so I can get the cash for yep you know for that extra over there you know yep. to pay for my house because this is an investment in fifteen years I can have this paid off right but and- do you really want to pay the house off because another theory I heard was you always keep the balance low so you never own the house because if you own the house and somebody sue you they could take your house. So even if you get it down like the last five or six thousand dollars, always take money out, keep it in the account, and then just pay it. Uh, well, there's there's multiple ways, yeah. man. I, I was working with an, uh, an investor. He bought a house all cash, and then he went back and, and uh, took some out yeah, to borrow, right. borrow money against that it, part. You know? yeah. So and I was like, what was the point? But you know, he, he just, it's just it's he like don't you own said, it technically. Not, yeah, yeah, he yeah. don't own it. But now he don't own it. But like you also said, but now he's also building his credit because mm-hmm. you 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 now you have you got you got a you got a. You got collateral. Yeah. Yeah. You're paying yourself back too. Yeah. You know, that's all that you're doing. Really yep. paying yourself back. Because he you know, the money that he got. I watched my just, grandparents do that. Yeah. My grandmother died. She had like a five thousand dollar balance in the house. I'm like, why? Because every if they get low and low, she'll just pull money out and then just pay the notes, pay the notes, pay the notes. Yeah, there's a lot of different yeah. there's a lot different of different yeah, strategies it. about mm-hmm. it because uh you know, um if if you're in the right position, um, and you got twenty percent. I mean, you. I mean, your your first house can be a, a rental property for you. That part, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, but there's a lot that comes with that. You know, uh, there's a lot of financial responsibility because now you're the landlord. Yep. And and anything that pops up, you got to take care of the AC mm-hmm. breaks, you know, roof problems. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, you got to screen your tenants. You got to do all these things now because you're the you know. But that's what a property management people you you give them something that of course Had you know. Them handle it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. But uh, you got to be in a position to be 
You see what I'm saying? Yeah. Like you got so to be in a position to get to that. It's a stepping process. Yeah, it's a step process. And that's what a lot of us be trying to skip the steps because we, we want to boss up so fast. Yep. And it's like, okay, let me get my business affairs in order. Because mm -hmm. just, just hearing how you operate, that's how I've been operating. Me and a wife been operating yeah. for the last couple uh last couple uh years. It's right. just off of the credit cards, paying the them down, card, yeah. doing this, doing mm -hmm. that. And, and and it's now, even now, just trying to, I'm, I'm telling the wife, like, hey, we just got to go ahead and, uh, you know, do that and save the cash because, again, like you said, because liquid, it's liquid. It's liquid. If yeah. I can get to it, I can get to it. And it's, and that's something that I'll say the last three years, I kind of been doing a lot more since we got the house, like use my credit card, save the cash, use the credit card, save the cash, pay the credit card down, use the credit card, save the cash. Use, it's all high access, quick access to liquidity. Right. If I, have, I don't have to touch my house to pull money out of it, I don't have to do too much. If I need some, I need some, and then pay attention to the interest rates. I think financially, we would just raise cash is king, cash is king, cash is king. Right. You know, transactions, transactions, once it's done with it. But you need that credit history that makes a huge difference. Nah, for real. Cause nah, it, it makes sense. Cause like I said, just and 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 these are the things that we really be sitting down mm -hmm. and really be like, you know, trying to figure out what's the what's the system. How do we get ahead? Like mm -hmm. what's because uh, like you know, shout out to my uncle Jerry when he was here. Yeah. Um, he was you know he's been telling me, uh, teaching me you know finan like financial literacy. Yeah. Like, hey man, fifty percent of your check should pay your bills. Thirty percent. That's real yeah, shit. Yeah. That's 30%, real 30, shit. Yeah. Thirty percent mm -hmm. of your yeah thirty percent of what you make that's your leisure money. You mm -hmm. should say twenty percent of what you. And he been telling me this, mm -hmm. and I be looking back at them times where you know I was at the test site working, making you know yeah ninety eight thousand, and, and and looking back like. Man, he was cutting it close, man. But I'm just thinking that mm -hmm. if I if I'm saving twenty percent each time that I'm up there, I'm I, at that time when I walked away from Tonopah, I think in five years I had almost made half a million dollars. Mm -hmm. So you see what I'm saying? I get them. You get them social. I get them social security statement to show how much I made every year since I've been working, mm -hmm. and I be adding it up. Bro, I'd be sick to yeah. my stomach. Just imagine saving twenty percent. I'd be sick. Like all that money that ran through my hands. Where the hell did it go? Yeah, yeah. Cause I be I be easily I be you know talking to my dad and I said man do you understand like we 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 really earned over a million dollars and mm -hmm. like, you can't see it mm -hmm. you there's no way that we can physically mm -hmm. touch it if you don't have a house is or so some, something really make something yeah something that that that'll make you be aware mm -hmm. but like I said I think these type of conversations are start having our generation of parents wake up because like I said our parents I don't you know. They out the way, you yeah. know, because they, you know, yeah, rest in peace, yeah. to, you know, to, to marry, you know, moms. But my mom and them out the way. They retired. Yeah. So they, you see what I'm saying? Like, they, they that, that's it. Mm -hmm. Like, this, they, we're we're the next up. Mm -hmm. And, like, it's like we're, but we don't have, it's like I still see it, just the irresponsibility of some of these parents, man. Like, and I was still, you know, talking to my mom and just as a culture, like, where are the goals at? Because some people get on Section 8 housing and different things mm -hmm. and there's no disrespect to some people that need it for assistance but it's like when are we going to have a goal to get off you see what i'm saying some don't have that i got family members they five generations on section eight yeah like i counted it was five generations of just project living and they don't know nothing else that's all they know yeah. they have just as much as jordan's as me same everything kids and everything grandmother she a grandmother we the same age she got like three grandkids Generations in, it's generations on it. in on it. So yeah. that's all they know. That's all they are gonna do. That's crazy that they don't know no better. Because like I said, you just mm -hmm. know to 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 know people that um, consistently just don't want to do better. I think people need to see it to know that it's obtainable. And I think a lot of times when people get money, they drift away from the people that don't got money. So the people that don't got money don't see how they got to that point. So it creates a, a gap and a disconnect because people with money try to separate themselves. I think from broke folk. So then I'm broke and I'm trying to get it. I ain't around people that's getting it. They're showing me the steps on how to get it. And it's just, I, all I know is what I know. I'm going to keep doing the same separation. True. Well, man, I don't, man. It's a crazy game. <laughs> hey, what's so crazy about it? I'm laughing because yeah. we seen we seen how black people act, man, when they get money with the PPP. <laughs> what a, man. <laughs> You know what I always be telling you? Don't let me get a, don't let me hit the lottery. I'm all you joking. Like I'm about a whole new set of friends. Ain't none of you motherfuckers gonna know me. Well, I'm gone. <laughs> man, I worked at the test site. Man. You can't hide from me, man. I called you for a over that had three numbers. <laughs> you did too. But now with the people, you know what I really want to do? I want us to know the college that Robert Johnson 
No, Robert Robert Smith, the black mm -hmm. dude that paid everybody's uh, tuition yeah. and their student loans when they graduated college. Yeah. I want them to do a study on everybody who had their student loans paid off. What have they done now? Mm -hmm. And was it a factor when he paid the student loans? Was that a hindrance for them progressing in life now they don't have that student loan debt? Because we hear so many times, I can't do this, I can't get ahead because of my student loan debt. So uh -huh. take that group of kids. Okay, y'all ain't got no student loan debt. What have y'all done since then? Yeah. That that is, I think it's interesting when they do those studies. Anyway, man, um, like when you just follow a person, and mm -hmm. you if you know you're being followed, you know, and you still don't have no ambition to go do something, yeah, that's crazy. But that 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 is interesting, man. I, I would I would like to see that what that study would come back to, because that that's it. That's that's what I was just saying. Well, I was talking about that earlier. Yeah. No, but that's what I was saying earlier. It's like your kids, you're giving them something. Mm -hmm. You know, when, when you when you get out of college, you know, uh, sometimes uh, the goal is to get out of debt. So you're trying to hustle to get yep. out of debt, depending on the person. Yeah. You know, because some people just like, oh, some people I'm ain't gonna, got it in them. Yeah. Hey, some people just like, I'm going to carry this debt until I die. And that's just, the, but then, like I said, you start seeing the mindset of people. Mm -hmm. Because when, when when people that have a debt, that want to be, that, that don't want to have it and be debt free, mm -hmm. they walk around different. Mm -hmm. You know, because you, you see them, you know, they're more financially. Uh, like you said, it's, you know, structured, yeah, financially structured, and I do see that mm -hmm. because we do have, and, and and this is just keeping it a book. We got friends that uh, you know, and, and that that go be financially irresponsible, yeah, and then come and hit you up like, hey man, oh, oh nah, bro, nah, you can't do I that. Got somebody calling me right now. Ask, I gave them, they asked for some money. I gave them a hundred dollars more than what they asked for on some cash and carry. I give you cash, carry your ass away from me. Don't ask me for no more. <laughs> okay, bro, they've been blowing my phone all week. And I'm on, on my FaceTime, on Facebook, they ain't got my real number. And I've been mm -hmm. having the same number forever, so that's how they, well right, they know right, me. So right, it's like, right. well, quit asking me for money. I'm not giving you none. Right. But it's like, they, but that's all their system. They're stuck in that system on what they need to do to get ahead. That's all they know. Right. So they don't know nothing else. Well, right. I can't give you no more. I ain't got it. Yeah. Sometimes you got to cut the yeah. cut the cord because mm -hmm. I, I know um, it's hard, you know, to, uh, but you got to do it, man, mm -hmm. because uh, sometimes uh, conflict can happen. Like you said, because if if, if that extra could have could have went over here, you taking yep. food off my table, yep. this that and the third, uh, it, it it's crazy. But just to see, um, people that make these decisions, man, like, you know, everybody come up short sometimes. You know, bills unexpectedly, yeah. things happen. You mm -hmm. know, and um, and, and that's the goal is to try to get where they where they say you're three to four times ahead. Like you got three to four times uh saved. Uh like whatever your reservoir yeah. is, it's saved three to four times. I could never I used to never understand that for years. And I'm trying to do it now. I got it now. I'm and trying I, to do once it now. I got it and got the ball rolling, I see it now. It's easier. Yeah. So I'm ahead There's of time something, something happened. Yeah, because something happened, you got a six month gap where you can pay all your it bills. Gives so much level of relief and yeah. I'm so at peace. I'm so happy. I ain't worried about that. Every thirty days I gotta chill out this. Every thirty days I gotta pay this. It just gave me that cushion to wear. I'm just saving up where if something do happen, the bounce back ain't that big. Right, right. And like I said, that's where me and my wife at. Yeah. We just financially budgeting. I wrote down everything, sit down and say, hey, this is where we need to be. Mm -hmm. Because like you said, I, I see I've hit those points where it, it'll it be like, damn. We've been there. Yeah, damn, man. Like, you got yeah. to hit somebody up. Hey, can I borrow this? Can man. you know this? And it's, it's crazy. It's worth it. I bankruptcy twice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And ain't nothing. I did. Yeah. I did once, and mm -hmm. then it fell off. You know, um, not too long about mm -hmm. about two years ago, it fell off. Mm -hmm. And um, but after you start learning, you know, the system, everything is not don't look bad no more. Mm -hmm. Because you'd be like, you know, we used to make fun of Donald Trump doing all them bankruptcy. This dude yeah, became chapter yeah. thirteen, boy. Yeah. Hey, hold on. Let's, hey, let's group this. I will pay a payment. And then yeah. Once he got his money right, he got out the thirteen. You can go in and out of the thirteen. It's the sevens that killed everything. Oh, uh, okay. So okay. he was doing thirteens. So thirteen consolidating all your debt, and then you just pay the courts one big fee. Okay, monthly. Yeah. Okay. So yeah, that's why you can go in and out of thirteen seven gonna kill your credit on your credit for seven years, all that. Yeah. But mm -hmm. that that seven, you just yeah, I did it. a seven and a thirteen, so Yeah. I, I did seven. Mm -hmm. I, and then um if I know what I know now, what I have done at thirteen, I don't know. Because it, it was it just seemed like everything was too far in front of me. Like yeah. you know, to you get know, overwhelmed. To, yeah, I was overwhelmed. Mm -hmm. Like I, I was still would have to pay rent where mm -hmm. I was at. You know, trying to get caught up on all those bills, doctor bills. Uh, at that time, I had, like, you know, car that was in there I put in because it was just, I didn't feel like it was worth it having it, paying what I was paying. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so I was like, yeah, I ain't read all of this stuff. Yep. And it may start over, man, because uh, I didn't want to have that commitment to the courts, man. Because once you have a commitment to the courts, it seemed like, man, they come pick you up. You don't pay, <laughs> you don't pay it or right. something, bro. So you come just report everything. They take everything. But no, nah, it was a... Uh, 
seven was uh after we did it going up you know up until that process mm-hmm. of, of filing a lot of anxiety because i just didn't know what to yeah, expect no. mm-hmm. i just didn't know what to expect but then um it was like after a month after we filed man you started getting credit card offers in mm-hmm. and all that stuff they to like, you back in he was like oh okay but now nah, it was uh that's where i'm at now like i'm saying i'm, I'm on that uh because i me and my wife we did it i think like 10 years ago something like that yeah, but it just yeah, yeah it's just you know but once it fall off it's kind of like you have a new life now mm-hmm. to go and um get your get your business in order and uh and that's kind of where we at now, you know, with these credit cards, we're building, you know, getting and all that shit is predatory lending too, because they hit us, boom, right when you hit college, you get this five hundred dollar credit card offer, you can get a credit card, I'm eighteen, let me get it. Then you right. don't know about interest rates, they hit you with twenty three percent interest rate. Then you paying that, paying that, tricking off five hundred dollars, your balance go up, but it don't go up so much, and then you fall behind, you might lose the job. Like all those financial hurdles, man, we all done went through it, and I know right. I done went through it. My right. just my mom filed bankruptcy. Too, so that was another thing. She ever just file chapter thirteen till you get your money right, and then you can get out to thirteen. Okay. If you're ready to kill it, then you go seven. You liquid. You don't own nothing. You, everything's gone. You start gone. over. Okay. So I never had that fear of filing bankruptcy because she kind of guided me through. And then in the middle of the thirteen, she died. Mm. That's why I was like, well, shit. You was in the middle of my bankruptcy. And then she died, and then it's like, well, I need to get out of this on my own. I can't lean on her. Right. And that was my mama bailed me out. Right. So once I figured that out. And start moving accordingly, and then even being with my wife, maybe being with her gave me a level of stability, you know, to understand how credit cards work. Get a credit right. card with the balance transfer, and it just gets too high. You can balance transfer that, no interest for a year, then pay that off, and then do it that way. Okay. So I kind of learned that, but I also had to okay, well then I could do that, and then keep my cash, keep my cash, keep my cash. So then I always got liquid liquid on it, and I listen to a lot of Doctor Boyce Watkins too. Right. So he kind of put it on a lot of things, and uh, Claude Anderson and everybody like. I'm hearing all these financial advices, advices from people that make sense. Like everything that I was taught growing up and everything that I did, you learn through trial and error. Mm-hmm. That Claude Anderson, man, that that that's Claude stuck Anderson, out. real, yeah, that stuck out to me because me and my uh, my uncle talk about uh, talk about that all the time. Mm-hmm. And um, that book, uh, I had to physically Black labor, white wealth. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. So just uh, figuring it out, you know, just just understanding like how to view wealth. Mm-hmm. You know, from different uh, optics, because sometimes you know you got to change your your view on things in order to see yourself going somewhere. You got to say, okay, but what are, what do they know? And it'd be a lot of hood analogies mm-hmm. and logic I'd be taking. I keep right. Like, it ain't what you make; it's how you spend. Or you got to have three things: a job, a side hustle, and a shit. Right. You always got to have three at all times to move ahead. You'll never survive or just off of one. Two will right. get you just enough to do some on the weekend. Three to get to the next level. You always got to have three moving at all times. Sound like a pimp, man. <laughs> it was given to me. From, yeah. <laughs> Sound like a well, pimp. Pimps don't have jobs. It was, it yeah. was, it was, uh, master savers, yeah, man. They got to be. They got to be. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, just how to. If I you do certain it, stuff like that, I'd be like, huh. Ain't no retirement plan in that, so you got to put it together. Right. No 401k and, and, for us. But, but no, in reality, mm-hmm. it, everybody. I mean, that's how I really look at all of us, man. We all hustlers, bro. Whether you go to your job. You know, nine to five, yep. you, whatever you got going on, man. Mm-hmm. You, just, you know, we all independent, independent hustlers. Mm-hmm. You know, so you gotta, you know, go build up what you trying to do. Yeah. And that's why I was also saying back to the, uh, you know, what we were saying earlier, man. Like you were, uh, you're product of your environment, man. You know, yep. uh, your mom exposed you to credit and those type of things. In yeah. my household, my parents didn't. Right. They they did cash. Yeah. I never heard my mom talk about credit cards. Right. Or my dad talk about credit cards. Mm-hmm. It was always, hey, dad, oh, uh, hey, hey, Henry, I need this. Go. Yeah. You know, pay the cash. Yeah, and go get the cash, mm-hmm. and that's what that's where my household was at. So it's it's what you're exposed to. That's true. You know, and, and that's kind of where I was at, man. And just seeing it, like, damn, man. It, like when you just said, it, I was like, well, that's what you was because when you just said it, yeah. yeah. Man, my mom, my mom exposed me to mm-hmm. using my credit cards to do this and do mm-hmm. this. Now me and my wife is at that point where, hey, you know, uh, use a credit card to go pay the gas and do this, and now mm-hmm. we'll pay it back. So then we get at least we getting credit for it. You know, yeah. doing something that we normally do all the time. But like you said, to have that cash. Have your hand at all times. If I have to pull something out, then I can pay for it. Yeah, yeah. man. Yeah, that's good, man. Yeah. So, hey, man, shout out to Spence. He just tuned in to over here on the on the IG, man. And, uh, yeah, so man, it, this is a dope show. I, I mean, like I said, the, these are the kind of you know discussions that we have in the future. We're gonna have our fun times still mm-hmm. too. But you know, it's, like I said, I learned a lot just on the basis of what you were. Yeah. You know what you were talking about, with how you run your household. That gave me some pointers of what I can possibly do in mine. Yeah. You know, with my, you know, with me and my wife. Yeah. So, you know, I wrote all our bills down. Right. <laughs> so wrote all the bills down. Say, hey, let's get it together. Right. Because so, I'm at a point I'm like, man, she keep complaining about paying every bills. I'm like, yo, just put it all on a uh, automatic pay on a credit card. We just pay the credit card. 
So, dope. you know, so she's a grown man. She trying to get to that. First, she was like, no, no, no. But I think she opened hey, up to that idea now. Auto pay is a different man. <laughs> Goddamn. No auto power pay, hit you, boy, hey, that $1,000 bill, boy. You'll be sick. Hey, but man, hey, we appreciate everybody uh, tuning in, man. Another Where can one. they find you, Grease? Hey, at Grease Balls Baby on uh, IG, also called Grease. Man, I am S to the O on Instagram and X. Hey, also follow the Husband's Club, man, on, on IG, man. We ain't on X yet, man. The Husband's Club podcast. <laughs> we'll be there, man. But hey, y'all have a blessed day, man. All right, peace. Yep.